even if you have not seen an attorney and drafted a will and or a trust and other documents, you already have an estate plan in place. The plan that you have in place is a passive plan. So if you were to pass away, then the state in which you live will govern what your plan is if you've not made your own decisions. Welcome to the Emmett Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The M Advisor Podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc. Broker Dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. Thank you for listening. The M Advisor Podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. And here at M Advisor, we create custom financial plans for physicians and dentists and professionals. Today is an introduction to estate planning. Some basic estate planning functions you probably have completed in your lifetime even if you don't have a formal estate plan. Something you need to consider is that you already have an estate plan. Even if you have not seen an attorney and drafted a will and or a trust and other documents, you already have an estate plan in place. The plan that you have in place is a passive plan. So if you were to pass away, then the state in which you live will govern what your plan is if you've not made your own decisions. And so let's back up for just a second. What is an estate plan? In short and in summary, an estate plan is you making your own decisions about how you want your things, your stuff, your money, and the relationships of those who depend on you to be carried out after you pass away. And if you do not make a decision, then you have made the decision to allow the state in which you live to make those decisions on your behalf, according to their quote-unquote rubber stamp rules. Everyone has the same outcome with their estate plan. All of your life's work gets put into the same quote-unquote, bottled outcome. And you have completed estate planning functions if you have, let's say, opened up a bank account. When you open up an account, really of almost any kind, there is an estate plan, there is a contingency plan when you pass away. If it's just an individual account, the plan is that whatever's remaining in that account 
might go through the probate courts or the death courts or inheritance courts, however you want to label and detail that. But the probate court is how assets get retitled after someone passes away. If you have ever set up a joint account, you have established an estate plan with that joint account. So if I have a joint account with my wife, then when I die, it becomes her account. So I have completed a set of estate planning rules just by establishing that joint account. Also, if you have signed up for an employer's retirement plan or established an IRA, then you assign a beneficiary to that plan. So when you die as the owner of that retirement plan, then it would go straight to whoever you name as beneficiary. If you don't name a beneficiary, then you have requested that that account be worked out through the probate courts. How do different assets pass in estate planning without a formal estate plan? Some accounts, such as bank account, where it's a, an individual account, or maybe you individually own stocks, or maybe you own a car or cars or houses, and they're just titled to you. Well, those are going to pass through probate court. If you pass away, then whatever you own will reach its way to the probate court, and the probate court will retitle those assets to whoever they decide the heirs should be if you haven't made your own decisions on that. And then during that retitling process, they also make sure all the assets are free and clear from any debt or loans. If you have a life insurance policy, whether it be through work or individually owned, or if you have a retirement plan, again, whether it's an individual retirement account, an IRA, or an employer-sponsored plan, such as a 403B, then those will pass by beneficiary law. So then you name a beneficiary, and these accounts bypass the probate court, so they end up directly owned by whoever you have named as owner. One of the biggest reasons for doing an initial estate plan is when you have kids, you have a huge gap in your estate plan. So if you have not named guardianship through your will, then the state in which you live in will do so for you. If there is no one available or no one knows that they're supposed to step in and take care of the kids, then the state in which you live in has a foster system that would then be assigned to the children. So estate planning from its basic components is something that you have performed some basic functions but when you have kids and there are other individuals relying solely on you, then it's no longer about performing the basic functions. It then becomes appropriate to consider a, a more thoughtful approach. Now, a few things you can do, even without seeing an attorney, to develop a formal estate plan is 
First of all, just review your situation. Understand what assets you own. Is there something near and dear to your heart that you would like to make its way to somebody in your family or in your friend's circle? So maybe I have a really fancy, cool car, and I wanted a family member to to have that because he or she really likes cars whether it be an art collection or a book collection or even certain accounts that have maybe stock that had been inherited from a prior generation. These things, you might want to consider who's going to end up receiving these items. So just take a look and review your assets, review your current situation. And then title assets properly. This is where an attorney is super helpful for answering some questions on how titling assets will be either advantageous or disadvantageous. So take this task seriously in seeking the appropriate help. But if you own your house and then you got married and now your spouse lives in the house that is owned by only you, it may make sense to reevaluate that title. If something happens to you, Well, you owned it, not your spouse. So is there something in the laws in your state that would transfer ownership to someone other than your spouse? Same thing with bank accounts. If you run separate bank accounts with your spouse or your partner, how are those bank accounts titled? If something were to happen to you, is there a contingency plan attached inherently to those bank accounts, or is it just up to the probate court to decide who receives those accounts? Also, it's probably time to review your beneficiaries if you haven't done so on at least a semi-regular basis. One of the best times to review your beneficiaries is when you re-enroll in your benefits at work. Now, usually you're forced to some degree to review your beneficiaries as you're enrolling in your benefits. And so then that should just be a reminder to look at what other insurance policies you have. You can attach beneficiaries to things like bank accounts or brokerage accounts in the form of what's called a TOD or transfer on death title. So as such, it's important to review those and just make sure that they are still in line with your original objectives when you set up those accounts. If your goals and objectives have changed, then that is a a good time to make that change on those accounts accordingly. And if you have kids, it's time to consider who the guardians of your children should be. If you and your spouse or the other parent of those children were to pass away, make a list of who those guardians would be and then get ready to complete your will. That communication with you and your spouse or partner is critical in determining who it will be who will be named as guardian. And then when you do make a list of guardians for your children, rank them in order. I know that's a weird exercise, but it's important because when you do make a will and guardianship will be determined through your will, then those guardians 
Indians will be ranked in order, and if they're willing and able, then your number one choice is selected. And if for some reason your number one choice isn't willing or able due to health concerns or whatever it may be, then it will revert to the number two choice if they're willing and able, and so on and so forth. If that list gets exhausted, then it will revert to your state of domicile. So all in all, you have an estate plan. You have done estate planning functions more than likely in your lifetime, and quite a few of them. Just thinking about your situation, considering your wants for your stuff, for your relationships and family, and culminating your life's work to ultimately provide a legacy, whatever that means to you, for your family, for your heirs, for your friends, for whoever it would be, is an important task that, one, it shouldn't be taken too lightly, and then, two, it should be more of an active role, even before you meet with an attorney to establish an estate plan. And then, finally, it's really important and critical to communicate your wishes regarding your estate planning efforts and activities because an estate plan really becomes an effective tool when it's communicated, even when it's being established. And right now we are discussing the very basics of establishing an estate plan before a formal plan is even made. I think it's important to communicate what that plan and what that wish would be so that when that estate plan becomes formalized someday, it's already created in your head. Thank you for listening. I'm Paul Morton. This is the M-Advisor podcast. M-Advisor creates financial plans for physicians, for dentists, for busy professionals, and I really appreciate you listening.